Yeah, just mow on through. Yeah. Mow on through. Uh, mow on through that taco. That taco. So, mm. so try these recipes. I'm like serious. A, don't be corn inter- on the cob. Don't just be intimidated. Try these tacos. If you want the recipes, hit us up. They keep talking over me and making their disgusting sounds. This is what happens when you're the only female on the podcast. This is what happens, guys. y'all welcome back to that reload podcast we have a great episode for you today i am your host joel we are joined here today with the entire crew jeremy's over there making shit noise happen he's getting me a beer (laughs) he's getting me a beer thank you jeremy but i want to go ahead and introduce everybody and i've got to my left the bougie cook himself jeremy the kitchen white law i said it and i'll say it again meh (laughs) <laughs> Sitting across the table is the one, the only, our producer and pitmaster, the Tickla, Mr. Matt Farr. Tickle some clips. <laughs> <laughs> the clip Tickla. And last but not least, the backbone of the show, the sweet, sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Levels, levels. Yeah, curse that game, Just girl. kidding. Hey, guys. <laughs> the triple S. We got a great show here for you all today. Uh, we're about to taste something that we're all super excited about. Before we get into that, later in the show, we're going to be having a menage a trois with some fish tacos, y'all. It is summertime. We're getting that summertime food, and uh, I'm looking forward to everything you guys are cooking. I hope you all like what we do. But first... To kick off, I've got a treat for us. hey Okay. From Mr. 7,000 himself. That's Mr. Right. 7,000 himself. So back referencing to episode 37 with Lou Cottrell, uh, Blues and Barbecue on Instagram. He told us the best beer he's ever had is called Orval. And I was able to snag some online and I brought it with us here today and we're going to taste them live on the air. Pour me some um, of that, Jimmy. This beer is considered a Trappist beer, so we ordered it from a monastery. Holy, holy, that's a lot of head. Wait, you ordered from that's a monastery? <laughs> well, I ordered it online, but evidently they said, okay, when it shows up on your um, ledger with your banking, it's going to show that it's from the monastery. Oh. Um, and it is. So a Trappist beer, in order to be considered Ooh. that... Um, it's brewed by Trappist monks. There's 14 monasteries, either Belgium, <laughs> Netherlands, Austria, Italy, England, France, Spain, or United States currently produce these. So this isn't something that's easily found. You're not going to be able to go to Kroger and pick this up, but I was able to find it online and they shipped it straight to our door. So, so, so Jeremy just poured a small amount in his glass and it was all head. Like there was a tiny, like, like it's look. 60% head. <laughs> More than that. No, uh, look at so, this. I mean, it wasn't like a sloppy pour either. It was no. a, a gentle pour, and it's still just Is this crazy typical, head. Lou? We need, yeah. to, we, need to, we need to let it chill out for a little bit. Hang on one second, honey. So what's cool about this bottle, and you'll see it on our Instagram feed, it, it's the shape of a bowling pin. There we go. So I'm glad all that, let all that foam calm down a little bit. This is a very heady beer. Heady? Heady. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of head to it. And grab a picture that way we can show everybody. Really? Really? Yes. Re- no, you have to pour it that slow. No, but no. Look how good she's doing compared to all of us. Like zero head. No, for as slow as she's pouring that, there is still a good amount of head on there. I poured pretty slow, ish. All the jokes. <laughs> all of them. I don't want to drink it because I want this phone to go away. Are you? 
like you stick your finger in it? Is that yeah. It? yeah Does anybody else need some more beer? Or am I the only one that's going to I'm having a hard time telling like, got any salt? how much beer is actually here. <laughs> is it, am I the only one that's going to get sloppy? Slop, slop it. All right, so. I'm end up with it in my nose, I feel like. He said. <laughs> Wait a second, what? <laughs> All right, there we go. Bam. Like we're at like a high school kegger and like no one knows how to tap it properly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, I think this is an elaborate joke from Lou. Like <laughs> He's like, they'll never be able to pour it. <laughs> so is this like one of those monasteries that's got like the thousand steps you have to climb before you get to it? So, but by the time you climb those thousand steps, you don't care what it tastes like. You're exactly. Like, it's delicious. Yeah. All right. So to Lou. All right. To Lou. The seven, cheers. 7,000 be- beer man. Here we go. I'm trying this beer. I'm oh. definitely so he said something about like juicy fruit, like it's the juicy fruit of beers. And I, I taste can totally that. pick that up. Yeah. At the end, wow. But it's not like it's an overly fruity beer. So and that it's not was sweet. that was making me nervous because I don't like fruity beers. And I thought, well, a juicy fruit tasting beer is not gonna be good. But no, it's strong beer flavor. I wow. mean, I mean. Let's get another horn of that. Hold on, everybody. Lips to foam. Like I'm smacking my lips in the mic. All right, that's a tasty beer. Uh, meh. Like I meh. would if if I had seven thousand beers and this was the best one, I would be a little disappointed. That's in my life. exactly what I'm about um, to say. But it's a tasty beer. I mean, I love you, Lou, but brother. Now listen. I don't know if it's the best beer in the world. Lou, this is your formal invite. We're doing a beer podcast. We want you to bring your A game. I want you to bring your A game. Tell so, us what to buy. So does that Bobcat behind us. Yeah. Come on over. We're going to do a beer podcast. So, Lou, let's do it. What? This is problem. Slide into our DMs. Joel's just mean mugging the, the heavy equipment that's going by. There, the there's no reason. Over. He's not doing anything. He's just running up and down that damn road. There's- hey, the, those heavy machinery can only charge by the hour, so they have to run them in order to get paid. There's another one coming. Look. I, I think they're racing each other, actually, around <laughs> well, the neighborhood He's losing right now. terribly. Yeah. yeah, he's doing bad. Fast and furious. But they are racking up the hours, and they will be able to charge them. Move your ass! Okay. So. All right. Now, back to the beer. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's good, man, but I, I can't say that that would be like the greatest. Seven dollars plus shipping. Yeah, a piece. Six ninety five piece plus shipping. Yeah, it's good. I don't. Yeah. What, like, about, I, what about PBR? I really like the PBR. <laughs> so like, we're gonna have some fish tacos. I'm gonna crack open a PBR. And that's going to be so much better. Than this. Yes. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong Sorry, with it. Sorry, Lou. But yeah, no, there's like, nothing wrong with there's it. There's a slight aftertaste, actually. That's it's where the juicy, the juicy fruit. fruit is hitting that's, me, yep. is that aftertaste. And it's good. But here's the thing you ever notice the people when they get on like Lou's level? Like uh, you've had thi- all, Traditionalists. These di- all these different beers, like. This is the only thing, like, it's, this is kind of outside the box. Mm. It comes from a monastery. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like. It came in a velvet box. And it's, it's different. It's just different from anything else. Well, like, it like, stands it out in a crowd. Yeah. Yes, it does do that. It's like, like stick burner barbecue. Like, it's like, this is like, like she said, a mon- it comes from a monastery. Yeah, it's got What's that the story ABV on these. It. What's that? What's the alcohol? Oh, 6.9. So, um, oh, 6.9. That does not taste like a 6.9 does beer. Does not. Very light. That'll creep up on you real quick. Um, 
This is something the I might uh, need to the, put my PBR back in the cooler. <laughs> our California friends should try out on their uh, <gasps> boozing with the boys. Th- this is honest work. Yeah, yeah. honest work. As, as they That's say, right. This is honest work. I yeah. think Paul and Spencer need to get some Orval and try that. They uh-huh. should try it out. Um, I would love to hear their thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. For our listeners who don't know, uh, what's the name of their podcast? Something. Potty something? Mouth the podcast. Yeah, with Spencer <laughs> and Paul. Uh, yeah, the, check out Potty Mouth the podcast. No, Spencer it, and Paul. They've been on. They have a whole segment where they try beers that to be six percent or higher. Five, five, five or higher. Yeah. Five, five or higher is honest work, and so this one would qualify. Mm-hmm. Yep. Six point nine percent, buddies. The Potty Boys definitely have the, Our a good beer palette. In California. <laughs> couldn't think of the name of the show. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I never heard of it. What? <laughs> anyway, All right. what's next? All right, I think next we should just run through a quick break. Well, I I, w- I was gonna say, you know, we all got together today. We've had quite a um a break from being able to gather together with, you know, all the things going on in the world um, and and the distance that we have. Um, Initially, we had planned a big crawfish broil for today. You know, we were going to, you know, it was a warm day. We were going to fire up the Camp Chef burner and and do a crawfish boil. Um, And our local... Yeah, seafood shop let us down. They said they were going to have it through July. They were unable to get some. So instead, today now a point in in their direction though. This is the last month you can get uh, crawfish. This is the very end of the season, so Mm -hmm. it's not uncommon that they wouldn't be available in July. Yeah, Uh, but because of everything going on, we were not able to get together earlier and do this amazing cook. So instead, it's a nice summer day, which calls for a cool summer meal, and we are doing. Fish tacos, three separate ways. Now, we are all going to be bringing to you three different recipes, free, uh, three cool... <laughs> I've been drinking, folks. <laughs> I've been drinking. 6.9. Girl, tell 6. me. 6.9's creeping up on me. Tell me about Anyways, it. Honest work. I said free thrish tacos, but three fish tacos. <laughs> recipes, cool summer meal. Hey. I think it's time for a break. I need a cold water. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking cold PBRs. Brew. Brew. Okay, that wasn't working. I thought y'all would jump in on that. You? (laughs) We're rhyming here? (laughs) All right, take us to a break. Yeah, we're going to head to a break. Actually, what we're going to be doing is we're going to prep our tacos, and we're going to have them all laid out in front of us, and we're going to talk about them and let you guys know what those recipes are. So stick around. Yo. From the break, we have assembled all of our tacos. We have three different, um, what would the words be? Versions. Versions. <laughs> three different versions of tacos. So what are we starting with, guys? I think, because my hand's already on it, let's start with Matt's. Uh, Matt can break it down and tell us about his fish taco. Sure. So uh, what I did is I got some mahi-mahi fillets, and I seasoned them up with Reload Rub fully loaded and uh, grilled them on my new PK grill, uh, tried it out. And uh, the thing that really uh, sets this taco apart is there's a pack and heat mango salsa on it. So it's a mango, a little bit of kick from the pack and heat, some serrano peppers, red onion, uh, and a sweet red pepper. It's incredible. I love the crunch of the fresh veggies, and then you definitely get the kick from the pack and heat. 
So I, I haven't tried it yet. Let's mm. see how this is. I'm catching a um, I'm catching the charcoal flavor infused into that fish. Mm. Oh fi- yeah, fish is very like a, like a sponge. Anyways, anything, holy moly, it really. It, this is one of the most amazing tacos I've ever ate. The pack and heat. Spicy, spicier than I intended. So sorry about that. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait till you get the mime. <laughs> we should probably do mine last. <laughs> blow, blow the taste buds out. Wow, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm, you good. get the sweet mango uh, and I the don't... spicy pack and heat with the cool, fresh grilled um, mahi mahi. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Um, don't want to fill up. Fill up. So I want to. We'll save the rest. That's really good, Matt. Mm. We also need to m- mention Smokiness. that we have. Um, all of our tacos are wrapped in homemade pork lard. The kitchen tortillas. white law tortillas. Mm-hmm. The kitchen white law. And we're pairing all these guys with a Pabst Blue Ribbon. They're actually uh, rendered smoked bacon lard tortillas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. Level up. Absolutely fantastic. We'll stuff my napkin in my shirt here. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow Joel's lead and just do about half of each one. Now, are we going to be sharing these recipes? Yes. Yeah, sure. You have to. 100. We have Unbelievable. To. Very, very good. Okay. So let's um, let's move to Jeremy's taco. This is looks awesome. Jeremy, break this down, brother man. I'm still eating Matt's taco. <laughs> Stop it. Everybody loves to eat different people's tacos. That gummit, my taco's not staying together. All right. Yeah, I can oh. just bury my fish in your, ca- your taco face in someone's fish taco. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw this fish taco at my face well, as hard ta- as you can. Your taco just squirted on me, so hey. <laughs> Jesus. It did. It did. She's a squirter. It licked, licked some juice out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys. So we have, of course, the uh, rendered bacon lard tortilla. Um, I have grilled shrimp. I used uh, Matt's brand new PK to grill some marinated shrimp. I marinated Sorry. the shrimp in the Trader Joe's Soyaki blend, which is an Asian style. This is an Asian style shrimp taco. Probably should have started with that. But then uh, on top of the marinated grilled shrimp, there is a Asian style slaw of Stop cabbage. it right now. This is pornographic. Shut your mouth. I know. Um, so uh, cabbage, carrots, um, jalapenos, and red bell peppers with a dressing of like toasted sesame oil, soy sauce, um, rice wine vinegar, mirin, fresh ginger, fresh garlic. This sounds unattainable. Topped with some chopped um, pe- peanuts, not tree nuts, but peanuts, um, to give it a little bit of crunch. And then um, Joel's yeah. over here screwing around with tacos. Sorry. And then some sesame seeds to finish. So I'm not dead yet. So nice job on um, that. <laughs> no, no problem. Seriously, I need a cold shower after this. This is oh, so freaking bomb, Jeremy. Like the crisp Nailed veggies. It. You've got the crunchy peanuts, but that that marinade on the shrimp. And, um, I mean, like I cannot say enough good things about this. I made this recently with um, some Haltman Family Meat skirt steak. Same taco, just with skirt steak, no marinade. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about doing fish tacos, I was like, I'm going to make this exact taco with marinated shrimp, and I think it's going to be bomb as hell. Yeah, that was really good. I Can haven't we- I haven't tried it yet, so mm. I don't really know. The peanuts you guys made me talk during this because I uh, protested eating during the podcast. So Listen, I, the I lost won. The game Flavor combinations. Is great. So I'll talk about it for a minute so you can eat. <laughs> uh, I really like the combination of textures. I think the only thing I would change if I was doing it myself is I might would skewer the shrimp. Either that or like we were talking about. So we did grill grates on the PK. And it's kind of hard to do shrimp on grill grates, obviously. Yeah, a so, little char on the yeah, shrimp. Yeah, a little bit of char on the shrimp. And I, mm-hmm. I would maybe that's the only thing I would change. Otherwise, it's fantastic. Can yeah, we they, eat these every time we get char. together? Sure, if you make them. No. That's, that's not, not the deal. That's not the point. <laughs> Mm. 
Is there more of this? Mm-hmm. That's good. It's, it's, it's so good, guys. So good. And are these pretty easy to make? Very easy. Didn't sound very easy. I know. It sounded real hard. <laughs> the peanut element, I'm loving. Loving the peanut element. It gives it a little bit of a crunch in there. Yeah. On top of the crunchiness of the slaw. Now, what kind of penis did you use? Penis? <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what that, that sounded like. like do I have to bleep in? that? I don't. Is that uh, you, you, no bleep? I don't know what to do. Okay, no bleep. We've, we've def- got you, you, ble- you should definitely bleep that just so people think she said something else. <laughs> um, just regular planted uh, planters, dry roasted uh, peanuts, and then chopped them up so they're uh, a little bit better texture. You mean you didn't so. grow grow and shell your own peanuts for this recipe? I did, but I didn't want to say that. In- Kind okay. of like, like bragging. You know? I hear you. Okay. Organic, he spent years as a peanut penis. farmer. You know? <laughs> a penis farmer? Yes. Yes. Gobbling lots of penis. Work on the corner. <laughs> hey, old boy. All right. Next taco. Okay. This is uh, Monastasi's taco. I had the idea to do a little Baja style, a little panko uh, fried halibut. But beer we, battered. Beer battered. What we did is we took a, made a beer batter from a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Perfect. Uh, Season a little high caliber inside the batter. Dipped it in the batter, then we rolled it in the panko. Um, fried it till it was floating, golden brown. Then Stacy made our our jalapeno avocado uh, crema. Thank you. And we cremoli. Our cremoli, which is fully loaded and packed in heat. Yep. We mixed that with a little bit of fresh slaw, and then we topped the taco, put some fresh sliced jalapenos on there, and did a light dusting of packing heat on top of that. So, tell me what y'all think. This is so crunchy. Yeah, the crunch is so satisfying. Mm. Good amount of heat, too. You, you were worried it would be too hot, but I think it's oh, perfect. Whoa, there's a, there's a lot of heat in these. It's the jalapeno. Maybe, I, maybe my slices just had less seeds or something. Ooh, Time to get out those I mean, milk-soaked okay. toilet papers in your bathroom. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm. Mm. This is my least favorite taco, though, out of all of them. Oh, it's delicious. It's my favorite, I think. You think so? I think it's my favorite, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with fried fish. Anyway. Well, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I think a little saucier on the uh, slaw, or a little more slaw. Well, I added a little something. more cremoli to mine here. Me too, me too. Yeah. It's uh, top three for me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add some more cremoli. So good. So our our recipe for the cremoli, um, super simple. We use pack and heat and fully loaded, as well as sea salt, cumin, avocados, jalapenos, Duke's mayo, and sour cream. Oh, and cilantro. Recipe you can find on Reload Rub. Oh, frick me! Joel just squirted (laughs) cream everywhere. I got frickin' the the crema shot in my face. (laughs) It is on your nose. It's on my nose? It is on your nose. Well, back that gummit. This we need to cut this spout bigger. Forget yeah. it. I'm not even worrying about Settle it. Settle down a little bit. I'm kind of sitting next to you here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get sprayed with your cream while we're going into town in these fish tacos. Mmm, <laughs> mm, yeah, so good. Much better with more sauce. Mm-hmm. A little bit of moisture. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes a little moisture on their taco. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse than a dry fish taco. <laughs> huh. All right, so let's take a break real quick, finish up eating, and then we can come back. 10-4. All right. Peace out, Girl Scout.
right, guys. So we are back from the break, and we're going to taco about some more tacos. Get it? Anybody? That's right. And it's Anybody? Taco Tuesday. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Taco Tuesday. Synergy. Right? Nailed so, it. So this is another spin on just generic traditional tacos. Any one of these three tacos, you can... Serve to your friends well, and family, here, and they're gonna their minds are gonna be blown. Here's the thing: is is all of these recipes are super simple and obtainable. I think Jeremy's be like the most complex, of course, Just because of the ingredients. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, anybody no, anybody can it, make this taco, and it's this is like going out better than restaurant quality, and that. Freaking thing is back. Every time I talk, it's a that dumb, it's piece a dumb of truck. shit back there. No, no, look, look it's, a, it's a dumb truck this time. Well, okay. Getting so what pissed. A, what this, a terrible this, Al, this outside recording yeah. is pissing me off. All right, here we go. Um, Jeremy, you were talking about your tacos. I would say they're not that complicated. Uh, making the Asian slaw is just um, shredding up some raw vegetables, mixing together a dressing, letting it set overnight, marinating the shrimp, grilling it, and then put it into a taco. I think because it, it, it has a complexity of flavor. You know, your ingredients aren't like mayonnaise, limes, you know, sour cream. It, so it's, it's, but, it's ingredients that a lot of people don't have just sitting in yeah, the fridge. Yeah, like we talked about this a while back. Like um, I went to the uh, local Asian supermarket and bought just a ton of random staples. And now that I have those, it's opened up uh, my ability to make all these different recipes. You know, General So's chicken or orange chicken and now these Asian style tacos. Uh, so once you have a big bottle of mirin, it's going to last you a year in yeah. your uh, cabinet. And it costs like $4. So you get like 10 of those things. You can make any of these recipes and, Asian style. And I just want to encourage people. You know, I was one of those people. If I opened up a recipe and it said an ingredient that I was not familiar with, I went to the next one. I found one until it was ingredients I was comfortable with. Don't be like that. No. I mean, it's really not that hard. Yeah, guys, Google, don't be like Stacy. Don't be like that. <laughs> Google the ingredient, find a place to buy it, and like all of a sudden, you have opened up this whole other realm of ingredients that you can cook with, and and then you're sitting there chowing down on one of the most amazing tacos I've ever ate in my life. I've never had an Asian taco, and by far was the best one I've ate. I will like, say- What I did with that, though, is... Um, I planned out like four or five recipes. Um, I had my tonkatsu ramen. I had an orange chicken recipe, a general so's chicken recipe, and I got all those ingredients together. So I had a big ass list of ingredients to go to the Asian supermarket with. I spent like an hour and a half there and got all these things. And I haven't been back in six months because I haven't run out of any of them. Uh Right. That's why we need a bigger kitchen, Mr. Licklider. Amen. We're working on that. But I will say, Jeremy, on your taco, uh, and then we'll move on to to the other ones. As soon as I bit into it, Instant Asian. I mean, that that's... <laughs> wow. I turned into it. This is a descriptor, Joel. As soon as I bit into it, there was flavor. <laughs> I was no, in Asia. No, I turned into an Asian. No, um, no. all I'm saying is, is that's immediately what I, like, popped into my head. There's so many different you flavors. Enco- you, mm-hmm. enco- you encompassed Asian food, like, in one flavors, bite. Flavors, textures. It's it's more of, like, a fusion, because, I mean, I don't think they have a lot of tacos over in Asia, but it's it's incorporating but those flavors into this. But that's what I thought mm-hmm. about. I'm eating a mm-hmm. taco, and all I can think about is, like, Chinese food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, moving on to the next one, uh, Joel's, uh, yours was my favorite. Um, your um, your deep-fried... Beer-battered beer, panko. Beer-battered beer panko. Halibut. Wild-caught halibut. That was so Baja. The fried, the crispy, um, it was so crunchy. That was an incredible taco. Thank you, man. Like, And it was impromptu for us. you know. It, and that's what's great about cooking is like 
you get a thought in your head and you go, this is the element I want and you just got to go for it. And sometimes it turns out like shit, like, like liver pate, <laughs> or sometimes it, it comes out really good. Like these tacos, mm-hmm. which like, I would say tacos are like the inverse of like a burger. Whereas a, on a good burger, less is more on a good taco. More is more. Yeah. The more flavors you can incorporate. Like we were talking about like dull tacos. None of these were dull. These all had just so many flavors and complexity and to them. Exactly. And that's what makes a good taco. You don't want some lifeless thing sitting in your hand. Yep. Some, some limp, <laughs> lifeless thing <laughs> just no, sitting like, in oh, your hand tacos. and you go to put it in your mouth and you're like this is just not pleasurable so yeah. the thing that both of your guys's tacos had going for them too is you Jeremy had the peanuts on yours which yep. gave that awesome crunchy element Joel and Stacy you guys had that crunchy panko batter and so it was like I don't know you had the right combination of crunchy and like smooth with the with the slaws and the sauces and yeah excellent, excellent. and I'll tell you you know like the slaw was super, super easy. We used the the uh, jalapeno, aioli, crema, whatever, cremoli. cremoli. Um, that recipe is super easy. Put it together, stick it in a squirt bottle, and keep it in your fridge for a few days. We literally squirted that onto some coleslaw mix, Just toss tossed it. it around, topped it on top of the beer-battered fried panko fish, and then added some fresh slices of jalapeno. And, and, and that's it. Like, you make that sauce and... and Earlier, I was dipping my chips in that. that, that <laughs> it was good. That crema. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. But what I liked about Matt's, Matt's had the different um, savory and sweet components. You had like the soft, sweet um, mango. And then yes. you, you got hit with that salty, spicy pack and heat. Yep. And then the char from the charcoal on that PK grill with that mahi-mahi. Like, it yeah. was perfect. It was cool and hot at the same time. And this was Joel's first experience ever having a mango. So <laughs> it was groundbreaking. I think <laughs> he blew his mind, Matt. Yeah. Uh, he, I'm waving he, at you over he here. He didn't even know what a mango was before this. But that sweet heat you had with yours, Matt, yep. was incredible. Yep. I love I love that combination. It was I almost a little too much heat. <laughs> No, 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 no. For me, it was perfect heat. And I will say, kiss my ass, Jeremy. I did uh, see Jeremy's mango he brought and go, what the hell is that? I've never, I don't, I don't. Jeremy didn't bring that mango. I didn't bring a mango. Well, what the hell? You brought the mango? My mango. Your yeah. mango. I just know what a mango looks you like. Had, and so when had... you asked me, I said, the mango? <laughs> it looked like a space egg to me. And then you thought he had some small green apples, which were limes. I yeah. mean, like, it's yeah, fun, man. Yeah, yeah. I really, that's what, that's what it was. And I liked those uh, really thin uh, spicy bananas you had that you chopped up. <laughs> the Serrano peppers. And de-seeded. Yeah, yeah, those were good, too. Yeah. Unripe. De-seeded your bananas. <laughs> oh, it's like de my bananas whenever I have them. A banana taco. I don't know about that. Uh, uh, that'd be weird. I, I bet. I'm like a, a dessert banana taco. Like a banana, <gasps> banana, banana, banana foster. Taco. Yeah. yeah. Oh, banana foster. Yeah. Why that are we sounds, not making a dessert taco? That sounds really good. Like a choco taco. Like a yeah, s'more taco. Exactly what I'm thinking. I love to end my night with a taco. There you go. Well, I encourage everybody to go out and try these tacos. Just power through. <laughs> I, I just mow on through. Yeah. Mow on through. Uh, mow on through that taco. That taco. So, <laughs> so try these recipes. I'm like serious. A don't piece be of corn inter- on the cob. Don't just be intimidated. Try these tacos. If you want the recipes, hit us up. They keep talking over me and making their disgusting sounds. This is what happens when you're the only female on the podcast. This is what happens, guys. <laughs> they do all the things to try to distract me. I keep on going. Oh, oh stomach hurts. <laughs> Jerry's. <laughs> it's like Spencer and Paul making their. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy, oh. Jeremy likes it native. It, it's honest work. It's honest work. That's right. Native my taco. Face hurts and my flabs hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hit a break. When we get back, we're going to go with the. Uh, 
Rapid Fire with Jeremy, and then followed up with Reload Recommend. Stick around. jump into the fan favorite the one you're here for the segment you've all know and love don't even do it matt <laughs> i'm rubbing my cheeks because they hurt <laughs> <Or> i've been <laughs> pulling on them <laughs> rapid fire questions all right guys got a bunch of questions today for you relating to our seafood extravaganza that we just went through yeah the orgasmic seafood mm. it was totally orgasmic tacos tacos mm-hmm we are going to go Matt, Stacy, Joel this time, as Stacy is requesting from across the table. All right, guys. <laughs> first runner. First yeah. question of the night. Favorite shellfish. Favorite shellfish. Matt. <laughs> oh, geez. We're out of nowhere. Maybe clams? <laughs> out of nowhere? This is a seafood episode. I just, yeah. I like <laughs> clam strips. I know that's kind of a cop out. Maybe Fried crab. clam strips. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How original, my friend. That's the Admiral's Feast over there, Red oh, Lobster. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go. High <laughs> five across the table. That's right. Stacy. Lobster. Lobster. Crab so, legs. Crab legs. Very mm, good. I'm all over some crab legs. All right, guys. Follow up question to that. Favorite non shelled regular fish? Matt. Uh, red snapper. Good one. Stacy. Ahi tuna. That's very good. Salmon. Salmon. Yep. Got it. Jeremy, what's yours? You, I mean, being a Florida boy, I expect a good answer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, like, when, when I'm in Florida, grouper. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Any way. Fry it, blacken it, grill it, whatever. Grouper is You're incredible. Right. Oh, sure. boy. Um, but shoot, uh, fresh ahi tuna, um, either like a light sear or nothing at all, just dressed up with a little dress. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I, I could eat pounds of that and make myself Yeah, sick. not fully yeah. cooked. Yeah. Either a light oh. sear, raw, but grouper, I'm with you on that if one. If you fully cook your ahi tuna, there's a special place in hell for you. Right. Next question. <laughs> Jeremy has strong opinions. <laughs> if, if you were to slay the legendary sea creature, the kraken, how would you cook it? Matt. Uh, blackened over charcoal. Nice. Um, over over a campfire. Over a campfire. Okay. Yeah. Joel, <laughs> would you make it into a pate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pate Kraken. No, totally. I'd go calamari style. Have to fry it. Yeah, because uh, uh, Kraken, I think, is some sort of octopus, so that would uh, yeah. be really good. Yeah. Flour or corn tortilla? Matt. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before. I feel like I want to nail Reiterate. the... Uh, <laughs> Reiterate. Talk about it again. I, I just depends on... Like if one tortilla to rule them all, probably flour. Yeah. One to rule them all. One tortilla to rule them all. I think yes. there's places for both, though. No. L-O-R-T. There's, there's yeah. not. Yeah. L-O-T-R? Nope. Which way does it go? Uh, too much bourbon to think. Nope. Stacey? This is not a straight-cut answer for me. I would normally pick corn unless it's a homemade pork lard tortilla by Jeremy Whitelaw. They're both homemade. Both sitting in front of you. Flour. Yeah. Got it. Joel? I'm an American. The flour. <laughs> I'm American from the South. It's 100% flour. <laughs> you look like you're having too good of a time over there. Hey! You're having too your, much fun. Your bourbon is delicious. The Henry McKenna. Yeah. Getting it. 
as we all know and agree on, the act of fishing is pointless, a pointless pursuit oh. that takes away from grilling and drinking. False. False. Nope, that was just the whole thing. It was a statement. All right. <laughs> what, what reload rub would you pair with what? fish? Matt. That wasn't a question. <laughs> no, 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 just a statement. <laughs> what, what reload rub world? would you pair with fish? Matthew Farr. So I grilled mine with fully loaded. So fully loaded is what I would pair. There you go. Stacey. So many different options on this, but the go-to someone answers, fully loaded. I like fully loaded is delicious on everything. But I think a special spot for our seasoning high caliber mm-hmm. lies with fish. Yeah. Yep. That's what we use. I do fully loaded a lot on fish, but high caliber is also excellent. Those uh, chipotle garlic flavors. Yeah. Smoking is the garlic spice. It's a sleeper. That's a sleeper rub. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is texture, too, right? Like a magnum is just almost too chunky. It would overwhelm the fish. Yes. I've done a magnum salmon, whole filet of salmon before, Mm -hmm. and it's it's good, but it's not the most fish-friendly rub. Yeah. Yeah. Too chunky. All right, guys. Do you consider the cheese snack goldfish as a type of fish? Matt. (laughs) No. (laughs) Stacy. No, it's so flavorless. Yes, Joel. absolutely. No, you got to get the flavor blasted. They're I like fishies. those. Yeah. <laughs> so do you consider those fish? No. <laughs> no, she said they were flavorless, so I had to. They're not flavorless. If you Good eat dream. enough of them at one time, you get a little cheddar flavor <laughs> Such in there. Such an empty and our, yeah. <laughs> Joel, would you consider an alternative to your go-to snack as a, a pair of goldfish with some beef jerky in between? Yes, that I've done that. That is an emergency go-to, and I don't have the crunchy element of a Cheeto. That Gold, makes sense. Goldfish is what I eat. Goldfish alternative. Emergency backup Cheetos. Yep. All right, guys. But here's a piece of trivia. A fluke is one of the most common fish in the sea. So if you go fishing for a fluke, chances are you just might catch one. Have you ever caught a fluke? Matt? No, I don't think. Stacy? I don't even know what that is. Joel? Nope. You Googling something over there? Oh, I did, but I spelled fook. (laughs) Fook? (laughs) (laughs) Fook? Did you spell it Fook. F-U-C-K? I've never no. seen your fingers move so fast. Fook. <laughs> Fook. So inaccurately fast. <laughs> Very non-strategic. You got the fat thumbs. It's like someone who shoots a revolver super fast, but they can't hit anything. No, 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 no. Fast. No, Fook, Arkansas butt. came up when I Googled Fook-y. it. Fook-A. How did you spell it? F-O-U-K-E. Oh, okay. Mm. And I'm looking at Fluke now and his unlikely chance occurrence. Oh, fuck me. Sorry. It's a um, that's the actual. It's a flute, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my office reference of the week. Oh, okay. uh, one day where somebody's gonna pick up on one of those. One day, not gonna happen. Before you have to dissect it. It is on Netflix right now, and if you're gonna ever catch up on The Office, now's the time to do it because it's not gonna be. I, I think after it's off Netflix, it's over. Mm. You know what? I just realized I missed some questions from our uh, our previous uh, reload uh, um, rapid oh. fire questions. Oh, uh, somehow I accidentally skipped over a few because I was like, wait a second, there were more uh, references. All right, guys. In the in the Icelandic <laughs> national paper sport of Flonkerton, who is your favorite player, Matt? D- D- Dwight Schrute. There you go. Stacy. I don't know. Joel. Gunther. Yeah. None of those are Flonkerton players. Uh, Lars. Uh, Lars. You don't know Phyllis, Gun- Phyllis Lars. Vance or Kevin Malone would have been accepted. Oh, Dang okay. it. Ha, all right, ha, all right, guys. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Hey, we finally got it. We finally got you guys busting yeah. out of the song together. Hey, During the episode. It's like the fourth time today. <laughs> guys. Volcano man. Volcanic protector <laughs> man. <laughs> you Final seen question it. of the night, guys. Hit me. Our Reload Rubs greatest seasoning of all time, Matthew Farr. Yes. 
Is he? Is my butt big? <laughs> Joel, would you like to answer that? And our regular rugs against the greatest season of all time? Am I a subpar cook? Hey! Oh. No? Yes. Do you make good tacos? I, I really thought you would yeah. jump hey, on Hey, your that. tacos won. Huh? Yeah, you're, you have I the really... best taco of any of them. <laughs> Stop it. Do I have the most delicious tacos? <laughs> yes. Did my... Uh, never mind. Do my saucy. tacos take good in your mouth? Yes, is my saucy taco good? All right, guys, that is the end of the rapid-fire questions for tonight. Hey-o. I'm going to throw it over to my end, Joel, for his segment. That's right, guys. We're back. It's the end of the show, and we're rolling in with the last but not least, the best segment of them all, Reload Recommendations with yours truly, where we recommend things to you that we think are pretty damn awesome. So let's roll into it now with a recommendations from me oh yeah i wonder what your neighbors think right now I know, there, there's some neighbors outside right now like new ones that are building a house and i'm sure they're like oh, they oh, are i can see them from here they're like getting in their car like walking in the direction they definitely heard that oh, I, just, I just saw a for sale sign get put into their front yard welcome to the neighborhood jeez yeah. oh, okay oh my gosh, they're so looking yeah. prices they? just went down five percent yeah <laughs> All right, so reload recommendations. Well, we're going to recommend some things, guys, that we think are pretty awesome. We do this every week. Yep. And uh, we're going to roll in with Matt, Stacy, Jeremy, then myself. So let's uh, let's get into that now. Matt, what is your reload recommendation? All right. This week for Matt's music, uh, we have country folk artist Brent Cobb. I don't know if you guys know Brent Cobb, but he's awesome. No. Uh, so he's from Georgia, a true Southern boy. Uh, laid back, easy listening with strong bluegrass influence. Uh, this song was released this year as a single... Uh, this is The World Is Ending. They say the world is ending. They. Everyone is still pretending to pray. I thought that was going to be like that song where it's like, this is the end, end of, of the world, world as we know it. <laughs> and I feel fine. Uh, we need to put together an end of the world playlist. I love that song. That song's fantastic. Uh, and, and not intentionally a commentary on the current state of the country or anything, but uh, I think that it, if you listen to the words, it is pretty interesting how well it ma- uh, meshes up with what's going on. Hell yeah, man. Song sounds great. Yep. All right. So I forgot the order I said, but we're going to go with Stacy. My recommendation this week is actually a new Netflix series that I started, and I actually got two episodes deep, and Joel was like, oh, what's happening? What's happening oh, yeah. in this episode? This and, uh, not Tell bad. me all about it. So we started from the beginning, and it's Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. Um, really, it, it, what's good about the show is it's, it's mysterious. There's some dark comedy to it, but... It's not predictable. It really keeps it really keeps you guessing. It's suspenseful. So it's basically about a woman who has two young boys, and her husband was killed in a hit and run. He was hit while he was out running. Um, and the other actress that is in it is actually the person that hit the husband, but but they met at like is a grief. spoilers right now. No, they. This is first episode. They met at a grief counseling and. The girl does not know that she. Oh, that her so new she's friend, at the grief counseling because she hit the guy. Because she hit the guy, 
this one's at the grief counseling because she lost her husband. Yeah. And they the girl, the girl that hit the guy knows that that's the wife, oh. and they become really close friends. And and the girls kind of helped her get through her grief. Interesting. She does not have any idea that her new friend, but Christina Applegate, in this thing is freaking hilarious. It's it's very dark comedy, but very suspenseful. It keeps you guessing. You don't know what's happening next. There's a lot of um, you know, edgier sheet, uh, edge of your seat <laughs> moments. How <laughs> 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 um, do recommend it? Hell yeah, that's a good show. It is. Jeremy, talk to me, brother. I have a coffee gadget to recommend this week. Ooh, oh, okay. This guy will set you back about eight or nine big ones, eight or nine dollars total oh. on Amazon. When you said big ones. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I was like, that gum. Hundred penny notes. Yeah. Um, this is the Hario V60 pour over coffee maker. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I did a post recently where I showed this. Um, I've been using it in my personal coffee routine every single morning for about the past, like, two months or so. Uh-huh. And uh, it just sets right on top of a coffee cup. You put a little paper filter in, your ground coffee, and you pour over the hot water with, like, a gooseneck kettle or a regular kettle if you have that. And it makes a pour-over cup right into your, co- into your coffee cup. Very easy, simple, straightforward to use, and makes an excellent cup of coffee. Since using it, I've stopped using anything in my coffee. I just do plain black now. Sure. Uh, fresh, roast coffee that's fresh ground into one of these things fantastic cup all right i didn't realize it that it was that affordable uh they have a couple different levels of them um the plastic one is the one i would recommend that's the one most people get um it's like indestructible plastic just i mean you can't hurt the thing like lexan or something yeah and it's like eight bucks now how long would you say it would take to make a fresh cup of coffee in the morning uh it should take you about three minutes i time mine um so you know first i bloom the coffee uh with about uh twice the amount of grams that the coffee that i put in so if i do 25 grams of coffee 50 grams of water uh swirl the bloom for 30 to 45 seconds and then slowly pour in the rest. I do a one to 15 blend. Uh, so for like 25 grams, uh, about 350 grams of water get poured in over that over the first two minute period and then finishes off at about three minutes. You have and a- depending on your grind setting will depend on how fast that goes. What the and, f- and you freshly <laughs> grind the coffee beans that morning? Yeah, you want to use a conical burr grinder so you can actually- Stacey's um, <laughs> taking notes. I am taking notes. So that you can get the proper grind size. If you have one of those blade grinders, uh, those are trash. Um, just keep those for grinding spices. Um, those those are not meant for coffee. All right, so I have we have to do we got to get our podcast on on coffee because that sounds like a shit ton of work it's, for a cup of coffee. It's three, not bad. Th- three minutes. Now, how long did it take for you to get the coffee to the correct temperature in the kettle? Just the water oh, in the kettle. The, the water in the kettle. So I have a special gooseneck kettle made by the company Coffee Gator, and it has a thermostat on top of the kettle, so it tells you what the thermostat of the uh, or the uh, temperature of the water. So about like you, my first thing in the morning, I fill up the water kettle, put it on the stove, and by the time I've ground my coffee, grabbed my scale, got my V60, my cup, um, uh, my coffee, everything ready to go, the water is just about at temperature. First, you want to rinse the filter, toss that water out, and then pour your coffee in, zero your scale out, and then by that time, it's ready to go you want just under boiling water you have a a scale with a timer on it yet no um my apple watch because apple products are superior to uh all other watches and products it has i i have a um oh. a face just for cooking that's full of complications <laughs> of like timers and stuff and oh, that's so, a good so, idea, so actually. when i'm cooking i swipe over to that face um it's an apple thing you wouldn't understand joel oh um and so <laughs> i hit my timer and then i do it from there and i just have a regular scale that's cool. Use. But That's uh, cool. grams, of course. You know. What temperature of the water? It's just below boiling. So Marlin. about 99 degrees Celsius. What's like 212 degrees Fahrenheit, something like that? Yeah, Fahrenheit's dumb. 
<laughs> no, my. Uh, so you're turning the burner on how high? Just absolutely high until it gets there. Um, just before boiling, so 212 is boiling. Once it hits about 200, it's going to carry over a little bit to 205, 210. Just keep it right about there. You want it to be as hot as possible without boiling. You really think we're going to be making coffee like this? I would like to try it. My question is, in, in the kettle, is that a one-time use amount of water, or are you just filling that up, and it's going to give you a couple cups of coffee? So a, uh, a V60 is meant to make one cup of coffee at a time. If you guys wanted to make uh, two cups, I'd recommend just getting two. They're $8 a piece. It won't break the bank. But the gooseneck but kettle. But the gooseneck kettle holds about a liter of water, about 1,000 grams. So you could easily do So you're not measuring cups. it. You're just heating no, that up I just and then you're measuring in. it on your on your scale. And then what I do is I pour the, boil, the almost boiling water um, into my sink afterwards, and that's how I sanitize my sink every morning. Boom. Boom. Awesome Boom. recommendation. That's something that I really want to learn about. Okay. Would you say? Would you say this is as good as my Avatar: The Last Airbender no, recommendation? It's better than that one. Wow, that's high praise because that. everyone loved that. Nobody recommendation. liked that. One. that was, the Avatar was a very solid recommendation. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. All right, Joel. I'm going to pass it over to you. Well, okay. I'm a little shorter winded than that. That. Uh, for once. Sorry, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> I honestly thought you guys were going to shit on that a whole lot more than you no, were. No, no. no I, love serious? I love coffee. I don't think that... I'll, I'll back it up before I get into my... I don't think that I would... I would. It'd have to be like over-the-top better quality for me it, to... It really is. The uh, owner of Black Rifle Coffee, he does this. He does that. He uses yeah, but he owns a coffee company. I know, but he's blooming. He's and he's, measuring. Bo- and he's no, bougie. No, so since going to the V60, because oh, we have like a Ninja Espresso or, or bar- Barista, whatever, machine yeah. that does the regular drip coffee, and it does like single cups, so we do our single cups in the morning. Since moving to a pour-over from the drip coffee, I don't use cream. Like, I used to use a little bit of milk in my coffee to kind of mellow it out. I don't use any of that anymore. It's just straight up... Hot, hot, uh, hot black cup of coffee. So you get your bean, you get your coffee and whole bean. Yeah. So um, I've been working with uh, Trade Coffee Co. and they send you um, different roasters uh, from all over the country. I do like one bag every three weeks. I, I do different coffees and stuff too. But it's um, like they'll roast it on a Monday, ship it that day. I'll get it Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I use it within two weeks of getting it. So it's within two weeks of being roasted, and then I um, you're supposed to grind within five minutes of brewing your coffee. So. We can ask Paul about this as well at Grilling with Coda. He uses the, what is it, the Chemex? Chemex. Sorry. Chex Mix. He uses the Chex Mix coffee pour over. Yeah, Stassi. Stassi, it's the Chemex. Let's ask him. Let us know what you think, buddy. Okay, so my recommendation today is something that is a little more fun. Well, it'll make you feel a little more fun. It is a bottle of whiskey that I came across. I have drank a lot of bourbon, a lot of whiskeys. And I recently went to the liquor store, and I've never even heard of this. Everyone's heard of George Dickel. Don't get me wrong. But I did not know they got a blue-labeled bottle called Bottle and Bonded. It's 100 proof. Um, they were. It's very rare to find because either, uh, from what I understand, people either love it or they hate it. And it's a, it's a very sweet, very light, very, it's got a lot of a, like, a, like a raisin nuttiness to it. But it's what I really like about the the bourbon. Like as you start to drink it, it really lays on the tongue. It it hangs out with you for a little while, but it's not super punch you in the face. It's a it's a good just easy after dinner drink. Um, and I will say they were I don't know if I said it already. They were limiting the bottles to one per person um, mm-hmm. at the liquor store. So mm-hmm. either way, it's a good if you can find one. It's about fifty bucks. Um, grab it. If you're new, if you're new to bourbon, or if you're just getting into it, this is a great one. It's very complex, but it's not going to blow your socks off. 
with uh, the alcohol punch. So that's my recommendation. And Dickel, in my opinion, super underrated. So, like, a lot of times Dickel's viewed as, like, a value brand. Yeah. But, uh, like we talked about on the last episode with the Bond and Lillard, how that had been sourced from uh, Wild Turkey, a lot of those non-distilling producers are sourcing from Dickel, and you just don't even realize it. Yeah. So, like, one example would be Peg Leg Porker. Mm. That's Dickel juice in the bottle. They just don't, anytime you see that it's <laughs> dickle juice, <laughs> dickle juice in the bottle, little dick juice. Right. When I was in college, I used to donate dickle juice in the bottle <laughs> to uh, make extra money on the side. <laughs> oh, I regret ever saying that. Of course now. you did. <laughs> I didn't, but the opportunity arose. Yeah, so. it's a good joke. So anytime you see a bottle like that, that uh, where they're not distilling their own product, take a look at it. It'll say distilled in Tennessee. That probably came from George Dickel. There's like 10 or 12 different white laws that Jeremy doesn't know about. <laughs> Dickle juice. <laughs> For the Dickle juice. <laughs> um, uh, all right, Joel. Made. That George Dickel sounds really good. I say we get out of here and go try some. Let's do it, guys. Thank you all for listening to the show. We appreciate you guys. We love y'all. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Do it. Do it right now. Go subscribe to us so you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Okay. I want to bring us back from break. I had done it in like four episodes. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Yep. Hey there, y'all. This is Joel. We're going back from our work here from me and Tacos. Yeah, Jeremy can eat a dick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're eating tacos, not dicks today. Uh, oh. oh, I forgot. The one time. There's our, there's our episode title, Tacos, Not thought, Dicks. Tacos, <laughs> tacos Menage a Trois. Menage a Trois. Menage a Trois. All right, y'all ready? Let's talk about tacos. Let's talk about Say it. That. All right, ready? We're going to taco about. Yes, ma'am. I will do that. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. This is gonna be a train wreck. Like the three, the three fish tacos should be like our own version of like the twelve days of Christmas. Three fish tacos, two tomahawks, and a bottle of Reload. It's just a bottle of whiskey. Three little bears. Three little tacos. That's funny. All right, y'all. He creeped up on me real quick. Let's make some tacos. All right, we're rolling. Right? What do you think? They both said they don't care. I said no, and you said yes. Y'all should okay. rochambeau. Ready? That mean? Uh, one, two, three, then go. Okay. One, two, three, go. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, on air it is. Schmackity schmack. I never said I wasn't going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, so. Uh, Sorry, guys. Hey, you got to get it out. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't, Jeremy's bringing us back, isn't he? I know, but yeah. I'm chewing. She's chewing into the microphone. Oh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I need a beverage. Are you going to drink it this time or put it back into the cooler? Oh. I'll drink it this time. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> That sounds like a Saturday night right there, Matt. I'm going to take my headphones off for this segment.